Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Nick, Don, and Greg here on Kale and Company. 855-839-1210 is how you jump in. What's on the cut sheet coming up at 745? Disney keyword day number 14 coming up at 830 this morning. And the great Jimmy Fallon of Fox News coming up at 9.30 this morning to talk about his new book, Cancel Culture, The Dictionary. Uh, very interesting. So Jimmy Fallon, if I got this correct, yeah, Greg Stocker founded and created it. <laughs> no, no, come on. I, I, I was joking about that. TV shows, radio shows, comedy, and now a book. Yep. Yeah. Something tells me he's in, in demand and doing pretty good. I bought the uh, I bought the Audible version of Jimmy's book, which he voices, which is great. Is that right? Yeah. So I was listening to it last night, and it's just hearing it from his voice, uh-huh. way better in my opinion than reading it. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully that goes to his New York Times bestseller <laughs> count, uh, because if it doesn't, then we want to make sure people uh, buy the hardcover book. But that is correct. The Audible version is 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 awesome. I've been saying for a while now that I think he's now the premier funny guy on Fox. Wow. He is, I think, in my opinion, has surpassed Gutfeld. Really? As far as humor goes, yeah. Yeah. I actually like Gutfeld's opinions on like real issues, yeah. but from a from a sheer laughing out loud standpoint, yeah. Jimmy Fallon makes me laugh more than Gutfeld does. Just remember, she did more. He did. Uh, he did morning drive here for a few days with Dawn and myself before he did anything else. That's all I want to say. I will. I'm going to put that on my legal my pad career. right now. I worked with Greg and Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> no, I'm somebody. Okay, <laughs> I have arrived, and now Nick. No, that's, there you go. Come on, you know what I mean. All right, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, Anthony Dorenzo will give us some uh, feedback as he was there uh, on Saturday at SneakerCon with mixed reaction. There were some videos that went viral of Trump being booed, some of him being cheered. Yeah, we can play that, too, if you want to. I have that video. One lady was crying. Uh, she couldn't believe she met him, so forth and so on. So we'll get to all of that. I mean, it was, from what I understand, it was like the majority of the country. It was half booed him, half cheered him. Very polarizing figure. Like, honestly. Yep. Uh, let's get to the news. Uh, round number two. Dawn Stensland at 7.03. Good morning. 28 degrees. Chilly and breezy this morning, but sunny on this Tuesday, February the 20th. Today, we are sponsored by Turn 7 Liquidations. In the news, and coming up, I'll have a crackdown on cockfighting in the suburbs. So that story coming right up. Seriously, SPCA involved in that one, but... We have a Chester, a Chester police detective, Delaware County, who survived the gunfire, gunfire, is being hailed a hero this morning after he was wounded during that shootout over the weekend with a suspect in an attempted murder. So he has been released from the hospital. That's the good news that we're told. He's recovering at home, recovering well. So thank God to hear this. 43-year-old detective Steve Byrne shot once in his left side. This happened Saturday, and according to authorities, he was shot by a suspect identified as Therese Armstrong, who reportedly opened fire at Detective Byrne, as well as three other officers who had been pursuing him as a suspect in a drive-by shooting from earlier. And so I should say that one of the bullets that struck his left side, unfortunately, went under the bulletproof vest. The other bullet would have certainly, they say, could have killed him or caused seriously in, serious injuries, but thank God wearing that bulletproof vest, and so um, and so, only one bullet was able to pierce his body, causing injuries, but obviously non life threatening. He's recovering from surgery at home 
this morning. Thank yeah. God. Thank God for those bulletproof vests. I remember my uncle, he was a 27-year a narcotics detective, and he used to wear, obviously, the bulletproof vest when he would do, you know, certain high-risk situations. And he, I mean, he's even said that, you know, just because the, the, the vest doesn't allow the bullet to penetrate, even if you get shot squarely in the vest, it still rocks you. I mean, obviously, it doesn't pierce your body, but I mean, just the sheer force. Feel that? Oh my God! Knocks the wind out of you. Yeah, it's still, uh, it's no walk in the park getting shot with a vest on. I mean, anymore, we need more than a vest. I know. We need to have Elon Musk or somebody invent some you kind get full of body armor, right? Like yeah. Spider-Man suit that's all bulletproof. Start wearing helmets. Oh my goodness! Uh, the but let's get to the cockfighting story. This is Bucks County SPCA reporting that they took in nearly fifty. 50 animals from the scene of that huge cockfighting operation and in Bucks County in the suburbs and one person has been arrested. So this is Plumstead Township Police responding to an active cockfight involving roosters in a two-car garage with a crowd of dozens of people. That from the SBA, SBCA as well as police say they received an anonymous tip and so they're thanking that tipster for this. So police did uh, charge one individual, Cesar Cordova Morales, who they say was carrying a bag containing steroids, artificial metal spurs, string, and other things that are used in cockfighting. That, according to the SBCA, he's arraigned and is being held at the Bucks County Jail on $50,000 bail. So huge operation, they've said, um, these bloodied animals and four of them died. Ugh. So, so, so I guess they took in 50, four died. They saved the other 46. So these are all roosters, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if they're going to be looking for foster families or, does, you know. Does it say if they were gambling on this as well? Because it, that, that's usually part of the ring when they have something like this. That's, yeah, to your point, that's part of the ongoing investigation as far as police looking into. The, how long has this been going on? Yep. And they're calling it a ring. Mm-hmm. And so they believe many others are involved. Yeah. And just for the record, even though I like to bet, I've never gambled on a cockfight. I just want to clear that up. No, no assumptions to be made. I've never bet on chickens fighting. Mm-mm. Only horses racing. Me either. Okay. I know everybody's shocked by that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, let's get to the good news story of a horse, of course, on I-95 <laughs> this morning. It's unbelievable. Thank you to our uh, Philadelphia's finest, our law enforcement, our officers, getting the horse off the highway wow. in the Northeast there, Port Richmond section of uh, Philadelphia. And by latest, well, you take it away, Greg, because you, you and Anthony Dorenzo got the video, right? Uh, I believe, Kirk, if we can put the video up there on YouTube. <laughs> if you haven't video. seen this, folks, when do you guys see <laughs> this? Is there awesome. Here it comes from 6ABC. If you're watching on uh, <laughs> YouTube.com, slash that 1210 just running down 95. No! I mean, look no! at that. Thank God it wasn't going the other way because... Yeah, he's going with the direction of traffic. And, he's a smart horse. And by the way, on the shoulder... Yep. He's on the shoulder Let of the road. Go, go. <laughs> can't, I mean, he's at least smart enough to know that, right? And down the stretch they come. <laughs> and they're off. <laughs> oh, my God. That is an amazing piece of video. And the, you said, Don, this happened at what, like 4.15 this morning? Yeah. So, like, when we were all on the road. Yeah. We could have hit this horse. You imagine being a police officer in this city, what you deal with on a day-in and day-out basis. <laughs> Look at that. And then you hear on your radio... Yeah, we've got a 1095 in progress. <laughs> Horse on I-95. <laughs> you, especially, 
especially at that time of the morning, if you're driving in, you're, you know, you're, you have to be to work early and you're rubbing the sleeve out of your eyes or maybe you're, you know, you're coming out from an all night bender. And <laughs> I just see what I Yeah, exactly. You're driving down 95 and you see, you see a horse and like, did I just see that? <laughs> Imagine driving in the opposite direction. And it's you, amazing. And you go right past that horse. It's like, amazing. What the hell did I just, what was that? Oh, 91 LSX or Acid, that's Stormy Daniels. Oh, that's not right. Oh. That's not right. That's just not right. It's just uncalled for. <laughs> no, this horse has <clears throat> great legs. <laughs> and, and some class. This wow. Is, this is a beautiful horse. I know. And it was, it was caught, right, Dawn? Yeah, so uh, surrounded by law enforcement. Thank you for that because drivers were calling 911. They had all these 911 calls. Oh my goodness, there's a horse. <laughs> how do, uh, how do you, I don't even know how, how do you settle that horse down? I mean, do you, do you, I mean, if it doesn't like just stop, do you shoot it with like a taser? <laughs> like, I mean, honestly. <laughs> Because you don't want to, you don't want to kill the horse, but you also don't want to have a mass casualty pile up of vehicles. I mean, could you imagine calling your wife, "Honey, I got into an accident. Oh, did you hit a deer? No, I hit Mister Ed." <laughs> the horse looks uh, young to me. Wait, where did it come? Do you know where it came from? Well, the only clue that I have here, because originally we know that law enforcement kind of surround, we're able to surround it, and off Bath Street, just off I ninety five, Port Richmond, they were able to kind of surround it. And then they, t- they, like I said earlier, they tied it to the fence. Wawa donated some goodies and water and that sort of thing. Then I, then I heard or I saw that um, I think it was NBC 10 and Fox 29 were reporting the Fletcher Urban Riding Club yeah. was assisting police. They were picking up the horse. They have a horse trailer. But I don't know if they just happen to have the horse trailer or do they think it's one of their horses. Do we know the horse's pronouns? So, <laughs> oh, he. Ian Hall. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Tom Tom Walsh said they took him right to the glue factory. Oh, no. That's not right. That's not right. No, Come this on. is a beautiful horse. This yeah. is somebody's, either yeah. if it's a riding club horse mm-hmm. or because, you know, or are they from, I don't know, could the, could the horse co- have come from the racetrack all the way? F- I mean, It came from parks. They, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> if it's coming from parks, you got to call us. But the truth is, let's just say it's a horse, you know, that's like you're at like a beautiful horse. It, it's like $5,000, but let's say it's a racehorse. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What if it's a $100,000 plus mm-hmm. horse? Yeah, really? Yeah. So You ride that thing until its legs break, and then you take it out back, and you shoot it in the head. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. No, I'm just saying. That's, that's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> but the, this is a beautiful animal, so somebody... Somebody is seeing that on the news going, that's my horse. That's what they did, what they did to Smarty Jones. <laughs> well, Turn 7 Liquidations, thank you for sponsoring our news and weather. It's over. Turn 7 lost their lease in Morristown and must liquidate and vacate now. Everything to the bare walls is being sacrificed. Turn 7, Philadelphia Mills, closing forever in Morristown. Turn 7 Liquidations today, sunny, 43 degrees and by Friday, we're looking at 52 degrees by Friday. So the warm-up begins really starting tomorrow into Thursday, Friday. Friday, some chance for some sprinkles, but still 52-ish by Friday. That's going to feel nice. 
Today, we'll have to settle for 42 in sunny skies. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 855-839-1210 to climb in. So we'll put a bow on the Trump conversation here for the next two or three minutes, and there's some other really interesting stories to get to today. But I know Anthony Dorenzo was at SneakerCon. He sent me a couple of texts and a couple of pictures. So is the Internet correct where it was kind of a mixed bag of reactions of people so far? Yeah, definitely. When I first heard about it, I thought it was a joke, and then we showed up we saw secret service everyone had to remove everything get padded down so i mean it was legitimately serious and it was i would say more supportive i thought from being there but at the same time the more i reflect on it there was definitely a lot of people like screaming and upset because also. He, trump posted something on truth i think on friday teasing it yeah so I, yeah. I think there were some people that showed up specifically for Trump, uh, and then of and you course could there tell was people who those just people were. Yeah, we have sure. we have some of the audio. Okay, uh, Kirk, may, please make sure that this is edited on the uh, <laughs> YouTube uh, video. Okay. Uh, this is this is cut four, so it, it's kind of put together. Um, you know, it it has when he first got to the stage, and then after he brought that woman up who was hysterical. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to follow this lady. By the way, so. uh, she's not in. She's not in oh, this okay. cut. But uh, this is, and then the F Joe Biden chance went out, and then at the very end, the USA chance went out. This has got four guys go. Thank you very much. This is a big crowd, you know. Hello, everybody. So, thank you very much. And we have a few young ladies that are up here crying. Look at you with the Trump twenty twenty four. Thank you, darling. I love you, too. Wow. A lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this room. Thank you. Thank you. So nice. So the really nice thing is we have lines, and I want to thank Chase, and I want to thank Alan. But we have lines going all around the block. They're going all around this block. They've never seen anything like this one. I just want to tell you, you know, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I have some incredible people that work with me on things, and they came up with this. And this is something I've been talking about for 12 years, 13 years. And I think it's going to be a big success. Your influences have been very positive. They've been real influences, and they love it, and they love what we've done. That's the real deal. That's the real deal. Thank you very much. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> so everybody, again, it's been an honor. You stay around and have a lot of fun. These guys do a fantastic job. A great honor to be invited. It's a slightly different audience than I'm used to, but I love this audience. And go out, have a good time. We love you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good time. All right, there he is, Donald Trump in Philadelphia. In all seriousness, for a moment, though, we have talked about him coming to Pennsylvania and coming to Philadelphia and being more involved in this region. I think this is a smart move, and Dorenzo and I were texting about this on Saturday. It's smart because who typically goes to the sneaker events? The younger crowd, the younger generation, Gen Z, millennials. 
I think this was a smart move. Obviously, there's a business component with selling the sneaker, but I also think it makes sense to reach out to people in Anthony's age demo as well. Yeah, I mean, and even younger. Like, kids are really into this, and it's almost like trading stocks. So it's it's getting to a really young demo and very almost urban-specific as well because a lot of cities are into this stuff. So I don't know. It's it's not a bad move on his part, but him coming out, it was just hysterical. Like, he signed a Playboy and threw it into the crowd with him on it from back. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's like it was like it was a skit, like like Farish was doing it out there. Like it was ridiculous, unbelievable. Uh, there's also a GoFundMe for Trump. And all oh, by yeah. the way, uh, CNN reported yesterday uh, that Trump's shares in Truth Social could be worth up to four billion dollars. They are claiming. I don't know how that could possibly be, but if that is the case. Um, if I'm Donald Trump, I might liquidate those shares, especially with all this uh, legal fees that keep piling up for him. All right, coming up next, 855-839-1210, if you want to jump in. The Kansas City mayor going toe-to-toe with the governor of Missouri after one term was used following the Super Bowl parade shooting. I think this is a fascinating conversation, and I think it's a very simple one. And we'll get into that when we continue the cut sheet coming up in about 25 minutes. It's Kale and Company on this Tuesday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. By the way, Charles Barkley making some news at the uh, NBA All-Star Game on Sunday. We'll get to that coming up at 7.45. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, which I have to admit is my favorite, and exclusive props on players, points, and everything else. So much more. I love the FanDuel app. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. And shoot your shot right now. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHD and the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 and over, present PA. First online, real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not what trouble bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. 20 minutes away from a Tuesday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet as we continue. Kale and Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Just about an hour and five minutes away from Disney. Keyword number 14 this morning. And, of course, Jimmy Fela coming up in about two hours at 9.30. is how you jump in on the show. So we're still talking about the Super Bowl parade shooting that transpired last week as we were, uh, you know, we broke that down a lot. You know, how the media portrayed it, the way they covered it, uh, who, in fact, was the shooter or shooters. And now we have more racial tension following this shooting as the mayor of Kansas City, Quentin Lucas, 39 years old, Democrat, he's in his second term, he was elected in 2019, has accused the governor of Missouri, Mike Parson, Republican, who's about 30 years older, also in his second term, of using a racial, quote, dog whistle when referring to the suspected shooters at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade, when Governor Mike Parson called the suspected shooters thugs. And Lucas made the comment during an appearance on local radio uh, called Up to Date on Friday. 
We have the audio if you want to play it. Okay, this let's is let's play this audio. Cut then. three, then uh, Kirk, if you can uh, go. He's going to join us later on in this program. After the shooting, he said, "We can't let some thugs and criminals just take over and ruin what happened." I gather that's not quite your assessment of what happened that day. I have respect for the governor. Uh, we get along well. I, I disagree strongly with. Uh, how he would describe that situation. I, I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness. And I think that, uh, that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. And I have seen this dog whistle time and again. There's this kind of giant conservative theory on social media now that the reason that monk shots haven't been shown is because the purported defendants are black. And if it were a white defendant, we would have just shown them. That is, Absolutely preposterous. There are protections to juveniles. Our city has a gun violence problem. So I completely disagree with the dog whistle reference. And here's why I, I, I view it completely differently. And I'd love to hear people's thoughts on this. To me, it doesn't matter what race you are. To me, thug in my world is a common term for somebody that is a low life, scumbag, criminal, piece of trash. And it doesn't matter. To me, if you're white, if you're black, if you're Asian, if you're Hispanic, if you're Middle Eastern, if you're Italian, if you're Irish, if you're German, if you are committing violent felonies, if you are committing shootings, carjackings, drug dealings, uh, any sort of criminal activity, especially uh, the higher stuff, um, I don't have a problem with anybody ever being called a thug. To me, it's an interchangeable term. It's no different than any other term that I just threw out there. So once again, I think what you have here is a Democrat being obsessed with identity politics. And to me, when you do what you allegedly or reportedly are accused of doing on a joyous day, where there are seven figures worth of people, over a million people in Kansas City, that to me makes you an absolute scumbag, lowlife, gutter, garbage, trash, thug, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't look at it from a racial standpoint. So uh, if you guys want to jump in, 855-839-1210, we will stay on time here. Come back and work our way towards what's on the cut sheet. That is coming up at 745 as we continue. Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210. But first, let me tell you about my friends at Blue Chew. Fellas, look. Father time is undefeated. Just ask Tom Brady if you need a little bounce to your step, if you have lost a little bit of your game, so to speak. Can I suggest Blue Chew tablets? It's a performance enhancement for the bedroom that will have you knocking it out of the park again, and you will regain that extra confidence come game time. And the thing about Blue Chew is it's the same active ingredient as Levitra, but at a more cost-friendly price. Blue Chew's licensed medical professionals work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If swallowing pills is not for you, no problem. Their tablets are chewable. And how about this special offer offer for my listeners? Try Blue Chew for free. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com, enter the promo code 1210, and just pay the $5 shipping fee. And boom, it's yours. Discreet delivery, no in-person conversations. And that special someone will thank you for bringing back your prime. BlueChew.com, promo code 1210, made in the USA. It's Kale & Company On Demand. 
from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Tuesday morning as the sun begins to rise here in Philadelphia. Gail and company, Nick Dawn and Greg. What's on the cut sheet coming up in just about nine minutes time. Still ahead this morning, our Disney keyword at 8.30. Jimmy Fallon from Fox News at 9.30. And also... The latest, largest study to date on the effects of the COVID-19 vaccine and the links to other health conditions that it causes. We'll get to that after we get out of the cut sheet and uh, coming up in the nine o'clock hour. I would say Anthony Blinken has a lot on his plate, but apparently one of his biggest concerns is uh, misgendering. We're going to get to that story as we continue this morning. Uh, But let me grab a call here. We've got uh, Shorty in Ardmore who is joining us here this morning. Shorty, you're on Talk Radio 1210. You go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. I think the mayor of Kansas City is a moron. I really do. And what I hear from him is this, this whole DEI cult speak of I say something and how he interprets it. That's the truth instead of what my intentions were. He sees everything through life through his race and identity politics. And honestly, he doesn't deserve to be a leader of any city in this country. Just from that one statement, um, these gentlemen were thugs, murderers, killers, and whatever happens to them happens to them. Hopefully the law comes down swift and hard on them. Um, but, but for him to try to dissect that, it just shows his intention for the city of Kansas City and for the country is not good. It's not. He, he's just looking to divide us, and, and he doesn't deserve to be in the position he's in. I have no idea how he's been as far as a mayor. I appreciate the call, uh, Shorty. Um, you know, he's been there, I think, from what I see, 2019. He's 39 years old, Democrat. So I, I have no idea, you know, what his policies are. I haven't paid attention to local Kansas City politics. But it's just this obsession with the far left where everything is always racist. To me, to me, thug is just a, just a term that you use for anybody that acts that way. Can we play that clip again? Because there's a word, there's a there's something in here that I want to uh, that I kind of take issue with. Okay, so if we can play this cut again here, sure. I'm going to requeue it up here. The the uh, cut, uh, the, the the three here. Here we go. He's going to join us later on in this program. After the shooting, he said we can't let some thugs and criminals just take over and ruin what happened. I gather that's not quite your assessment of what happened that day. I have respect for the governor. Uh, we get along well. I, I disagree strongly with uh, how he would describe that situation. I, I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness. And I think that uh, that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. And I have seen this dog whistle time and again. There's this kind of giant conservative theory on social media now that the reason that monk shots haven't been shown is because the purported defendants are black. And if it were a white defendant, we would have just shown them. That is absolutely preposterous. There are protections to juveniles. Our city has a gun violence problem. So, so there, what stood out to you there? So in, he said there's a protection for juveniles. I've heard this over and over and over again. And Dawn, does, to her credit, usually doesn't name juveniles. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about um, a case that happened in 2020 okay. with a kid by the name of Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> because if I remember correctly, and I did a little digging on this, so I have my facts are correct, okay. that he was accused of killing people in those 
riots or whatever shooting. Yep. You know. um, it, it, the, he was 17 at the time. Oh, he's a minor. The New York Times had no problem. Had no problem that day, days later, a couple days later. I found an article. It happened on August 20th. I found an article on like August 27th okay. uh, that named him. And so the New York Times and the media at that time had no problem naming so selective application of the uh, the that's, rule. That's well, all I'm saying. Because he was charged as an adult. And so generally in the news, the, the protocol, even though we can, f- I mean, I can find out the names, especially sure, yeah. here in Philadelphia. Absolutely. We, we, as a protocol, we generally don't ID juveniles or uh, sex assault victims, no matter what their age. We okay. just don't. That's usually the protocol. Mm-hmm. So Kyle Rittenhouse, he was charged when he was charged with first degree murder, and obviously we know he was acquitted ultimately, and and you know the jury f- went with him. Mm-hmm. In this case, you know I'll just remind you that the Kansas City shooting happened the afternoon of last Wednesday. This is Tuesday. Yeah, they have said that these juveniles face first-degree murder charges, to Greg's point, like Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, once you're charged with that first-degree murder as an adult, then it's the media will report on it, you know, because now you're being charged as an adult. And they still have not shown those, correct? They're not. They haven't issued the formal charges that would trigger that. Okay. And so that's, what what are they waiting for? Yeah, it's a great great point. And I, I saw a tweet from Tim Young that I thought really highlights this hypocrisy. He says, if you're a mass shooter at a Kansas City Chiefs parade, the media protects your identity because you're, quote, under 18. But if you're a fan in face paint at a Kansas City Chiefs game, yeah. the media tries to ruin your life calling you a racist at nine years old. Remember the Deadspin story with the Chiefs fan wearing the face paint? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Deadspin got sued for that by those parents. They had that kid's picture plastered all over the internet and social media as a nine-year-old, and they only wanted to show the one side of his face. Yet here we are in, uh, you know, February of 2024, a couple of months removed from that story, and it's it's a dog whistle, and it's it's a you can't call somebody a thug, and it, there's such a double standard in the media and the way these things are covered. And, of course, you know, when we see the uh, story, I'm forgetting where this is. If somebody could look it up, the two officers that were shot and the paramedic, um, that's going to go completely under the radar based on identity politics because allegedly, reportedly, the shooter is African-American. But if it was the other way around and it was a white male and he was uh, uh, wearing a red MAGA hat, or anything else, they would know his social media history. Everything about him would be published in about 14 minutes. So that's the thing that's frustrating about it. I just want equal application of policy, rules, and law. Peter S. on the YouTube chat says, Ethan Crumley, we just talked about his mother, Mm -hmm. uh, was 15, and we saw his picture the same day. Yeah. Because he was charged as an adult. So that the question here, in other, in other words, the media locally in Kansas City, there, no doubt, they're there because everybody's talking now. Mm-hmm. So they, they most likely on the ground. If you're in the local media, you have a sense of who these guys are. Mm-hmm. They've been, but they've only been charged as juvies, and they're still in a juvenile detention center. Okay. Oh my God. So they charge them. They're holding them, but why are they still right. in yep. juvie? Yep. So and, and, it's it's that that's very unusual. Yeah, and and to my my rule of law and my rule of thumb here, e- Ethan Crumley, you're also a thug for what you did. Yeah, you're a scumbag. 
Totally. No, you can't say that. It's racist. It has nothing to do with Remember, the color of your skin. What, the mafia was thug. What, what, yeah. What, they were thugs. What? Since when is that racist? Well, it's because, you know, Tupac kind of took it to... Oh, is that where that started? Thug life. You know, he had that uh, yeah. tattooed across his, uh, his stomach. So yeah. I guess because of that, then a lot of hip-hop artists started using it. So I guess it turned into a quote-unquote black phrase, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I agree. And there was a debate a couple years ago, too. I remember having it on the radio about somebody uh, accusing LeBron James of having a posse. And by that, it being, uh, it, you know, that word was racist, too, yeah. because only black people can have uh, posses. Well, only black people can be thugs. Well, Shane McMahon had a posse on Monday Night Raw, too, and they were all white guys. So I guess it's a, it, 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 the term applies to white well, and black. Really, <laughs> remember the Greenwich Street posse? Of course I do. Yeah. Of course I four do. Nobody, people, four people remember yeah, that. Nobody else does. <laughs> Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Cut sheet coming up in just about sixty seconds. Uh, very interesting today at noon. Uh, this came out last night. Pay attention to this. Uh, Nikki Haley will be holding a state of the race speech at twelve o'clock today. A lot Uh-oh. of speculation as to whether or not she will drop out before South before South Carolina. Which, by the way, the primary for South Carolina comes up on Saturday. I think Saturday is the 24th. It is February 24th, so kind of odd that that's on a Saturday. I was hoping that would be a weekday, but uh, we'll certainly react to that on Monday coming off of the weekend. But um, I, I, do you guys think she's going to drop out before South Carolina? I can't envi- – this has got to be some sort of other message. There's just no – she should drop out. Don't get me wrong. But what I was can't- your analogy? What, what was, was your my favorite, one of my favorite analogies you, to, with your mother-in-law? Uh, oh, the uh, the the slot machine, yeah, the free roll <laughs> on a gift card. On a yeah, yeah, yeah at the casino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think she's still, I, I think she's still on the house card or whatever yeah. you call it, the gift card. I you, think you're she... not giving up your free comp pools, <laughs> right? So uh, until the money runs out, yeah, I think okay. she's in it. Yeah, right. I agree with you. I don't think. I don't think she's dropping out uh, this anytime soon. We'll see what happens. That'll be coming up right as the dawn show concludes you, and Dom gets rolling. Do you disagree with that? Disagree with what? Do you think she's going to drop out today? No, no. I think she should. I think she should have dropped out a couple of weeks ago. But no, I do not believe she will. I think it's something else. I think everybody's just rushing to judgment and thinking the most logical thing is that she drops out. But she has not been doing the logical thing lately. So we shall see in just about four hours and 15 minutes as it's 745 and it's time for a Tuesday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. You know, this is Tuesday is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. I'm going to piggyback off of what Nick, you, and Dawn were just um, yentering about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, is this this the Super Bowl parade uh, shooting and Coulter? <clears throat> That's Dawn's buddy. I'm she, waiting. She said to me, okay. <laughs> "All she has to do, well, is call Greg Stocker and Rich Zioli, yep. apologize because Greg had set her all up yep. for that famous day. He goes out in Berkeley, Berkeley, where she was under fire for her <laughs> speech, and she just never calls our very own Greg Stocker. Thank you." After she 
offered on the air live. Like, yeah. hey, I'll do that. And Greg was like, great. Set up, you know, the the got a sponsor, the whole thing. And what does Ann Coulter do? Oh, Greg, got a, you got a sponsor as oh, well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sent oh, the yeah. whole, got the flight yeah. from here to California. You know, yeah. like the whole thing. So whole she, thing. she's dead to sales as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she just disappeared. Yeah, she did. Now, she did all she up. has to do, she could just call and go, Greg, I'm really, you know, Chardonnay and Diet Pills, what can I say? Or something to that effect. And then Greg would go, well, I forgive you. And, yeah. you know, then all's well. Well, maybe you'll agree with her on this, Don Sensler. <laughs> She's, she said to, uh, so Real Time with Bill Maher on Friday, uh, she was one of the panelists with Van Jones, and they were talking about the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl parade shooting, and she basically said that uh, the name would be released if it was a white male. Kind of stunning both Van Jones and uh, Bill Maher about this. This is cut 14, uh, Kirk, go. We don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have we, some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting we'd know well we don't know but they, i mean they that's haven't re- how we know it's not a white man i can tell you that much do you think they were, they were repressing that reporting they wouldn't tell us about the um transgender woman that shot up the christian school for what like a year um oh san bernardino out here remember the crazy terrorist muslims I, that's when i first noticed hmm they're not telling us who it is it's I, not a white male the longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, well, we don't, we, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know, you have special powers. Um, but it's just funny. And Van Jones over there giggling as well. I don't know if he was really laughing or if he was just so bothered by Ann Coulter's commentary. But show me the lie. Tell me where she's wrong. Yeah. We we didn't know about Audrey Hale's identity and uh, her her motive for almost a year. They wouldn't release her notebook in Nashville. How crazy is if that? If it doesn't fit the narrative, yes. they don't want to cover it. And they want to. And the worst part is they want to protect the trans community. I mean, think about how many mass shooters we've seen now that are trans in the last year. You know, it's, the mainstream media is taking a lot of losses lately. Hasn't been a lot of white MAGA guys doing it. Mm-hmm. So we're due for one. Yeah. So even though she's still dead to me, she's right it, on that. It's, it's, issue. it's, you can't disagree with the facts. That's right. The facts are that if, if it is a white dude, if it is a white male, if it fits a certain description, we know it doesn't matter if they're juveniles or not. We know their we know their identity instantly. Yep. It's plastered everywhere. Yep. If it doesn't fit some certain narrative, we don't. And and it, so, and, and it doesn't just apply to mass shootings. It applies to any time there's um you know excessive force allegations with a police officer or if it's just any sort of crime. You know, if it's black on black crime, it just gets you know buried in the news. If it's it's white versus black, it gets accentuated. It's it's obviously you have as Dawn always points it out. It's media bias by omission. And uh, some stuff gets moved to the back burner. Other things get plastered across your TV for three straight days. Yeah. She's not wrong. I nope. mean, it's just and to, to for them, and I think the mayor said this too that it's it's some conspiracy. It's conservative conspiracy. It's it's ridiculous. I know it's a ridiculous notion. All you have to do is look at the facts. Everything is racist, and everything's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, squad member Jamal Bowman took to the uh, House steps. Yeah, uh, last week I think it was because the Democrats have launched a new hip hop task force. Oh, my goodness. It's aimed to address the issues plaguing black and brown people in America. 
On Wednesday, last Wednesday, Representative Jamal, Jamal Bowman announced the Congressional Hip Hop Power and Justice Task Force at the Capitol Building in Washington, D.C. The new program will use hip hop music and community building messages to help kickstart initiatives to fix the issues with, with economic equality, affordable housing, and more. The task force will be led by Bowman as well as Hank Johnson, Delia Ramirez, and Andre Carson. There are no Republicans on this task force. Uh, Bowman revealed he was inspired to start this task force by the way hip-hop has been part of his life and rappers who made him love the genre, including Eric B. and Rakim, Queen Latifah, and Public Enemy. Is Eric Bowman trying to imply that Republican? Jamal Bowman. Ja- uh, Jamal Bowman. <laughs> Eric, I don't know where I got Eric Bowman from. <laughs> Jamal Bowman, are you trying to imply that Republicans don't like hip-hop? Uh, young, young Nick Kale in 1998 was a big hip-hop fan. <laughs> Today's today's hip hop not so much, but the old school stuff. Uh, J- Jamal Bowman would like to tell you about this hip hop. Yeah, task please force. do. Uh, this is cut to uh, Kirk. Go. This is not just about music. This is about addressing the injustices in our society. Now it's time to organize formally and bring into the halls of Congress the power and the transformative nature of hip hop culture. Our goal is to make sure the hip-hop community has a seat at the table as we work on federal policy. Okay, so I, I again, I, what's the tie-in here with hip, with hip-hop and policy? So is Killer Mike going to perform in front of Nancy Pelosi? I, what are we doing here? What, these people, their obsession with, like, forget identity for a moment, but, like, culture and... Tying everything into the the injustices mm-hmm. of the world, it, it it's really a it's a bizarre platform to build your entire political career around. And I, I'm at the point now where, I mean, we're this is what are we late February 2024. Like when when does this fade away? Like this little phase that the the far because he's a squad member, so he's one of eight. I think he's one of the founding four. Actually, oh, remember we gave you the breakdown. He's a founding father. I think he's it. one of the four <laughs> horsemen. Yeah. Are we allowed to say father since most of the squad members are <laughs> female? I don't know. That might, yeah. that might trigger people like um, founding uh, person. Yeah, founding person. Right. Yeah, it's just like this. This the the pendulum has got. Even if you are in politics and you're in an elected office, I've got to think. Some of these Democrats that are more more moderate, just more of your classic liberal that don't I, like the Rokanas of the world in California. Like, do they eventually get together and say, "Hey, we need to kind of really, if we want to maintain power in some of these high positions, most notably the presidency, we need to kind of move slide a little bit further right from these eight nut jobs." <laughs> that would be if I was an I, elected official on the Dem side, I would be talking about that strategically. I got to say as well, because Nick Hale, like you, I was a big fan of hip-hop in the late 80s and 90s. Um, but can you really say that hip-hop has been a positive influence in the black community? Because I, I don't know no, if I can. I think you can make the case that it argues that glorifies uh, yeah. you know, shootings yeah. and drugs. I mean, they and... would say, look, look, they would say, we're just reflecting what we see every day. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not uh, glorifying it. We're just telling you how, how life in this part of the country is. Yeah, and there's some truth to that, and for sure. There is. But but to say that it, it it's some positive influence is just wrong. I think it's only a positive influence if you are able to use that to get yourself out of being Agreed. born into you know Agreed. a rough family or a rough uh, section of town. Yep. Um, just like sports, by the way. A, sure. lot, a, a lot of these things are done so you can get out of, you know, the, the struggle. Yeah. 
the All-Star Game, the NBA All-Star Game happened over the weekend. Uh, Nick, did you have any money riding on it? I didn't even know it was played. <laughs> Shows you what I think about basketball these days. Um, Charles Barkley was one of the commentators, Sir Charles, uh, when he kind of went off on uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is making the rounds here for Sir Charles saying what a uh, what a. Uh, uh, let me just clean this up for radio crap hole. Yeah, uh, San Francisco is where you have to wear bulletproof vests, and he calls the, he calls the people homeless crooks. Okay, uh, this is cut one. By the way. Also in this clip is Draymond Green and Taylor Rooks. Is that true? Um, yeah, Taylor Rooks is a broadcaster. All right. Yeah. Uh, cut one there, Kirk. Go. Hey, Reggie. Yes? If you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, when you no, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey, that microphone is just cough. Hey. Just hold that down. Absolutely. Just hold that thing down. You know what, man? Taking a shot of Philadelphia there, too. Yes, he did. Now, if Charles Barkley would make those type of um, accurate, strong, opinionated comments Wednesday nights at 9 on CNN with Gail King, I might actually watch the show. <laughs> I might actually, uh, you know, consume that sixty minutes of the Chuckster because you know he doesn't hold back. He he'll tell you how he feels, whether he's wrong or right, and he's not wrong about that. San Francisco's turned into a glorified disaster. Shafe on the YouTube chat brings up a very good point. Uh, is Barkley not dog whistling? Oh, I don't know. Should we get the Kansas City Mayor on the line? <laughs> hey, Kansas City Mayor Quentin. Uh, I forget what his last name is now. Quentin Johnson. Quentin can, Johnson. Can, can you come on Kale and Company and uh, respond to uh, the dog whistle comments from uh, NBA legend Charles Barkley? Unfortunately not. Sorry. He's unavailable. He's unavailable for uh, <laughs> for anything, right? Yeah. I, I, I text my old boss from time to time who's running the uh, sports station for Odyssey out in San Francisco. And um, I think he's he's well aware. He, he's, he's, he doesn't tell me too much, but he doesn't deny yeah. what the... Uh, the presentation is of San Francisco in the Bay Area, specifically Oakland. Like San Francisco's bad, but Oakland's worse. Um, Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren has come out for legalizing marijuana. Okay, great, right? Nice. Sure. I, yeah, I'm not a marijuana user, but I'm. I think it's long past due. So she went on Pod Save America, uh, one of those podcasts there, and they asked, you know, what a blunt rotation is, Nick Cal, for somebody who doesn't smoke weed. Um, I, I was able to kind of decipher what it meant. It means who would you like to sit around and pass a joint with? So puff, puff, pass. That oh, yeah. not like ro- rotating your tires. No, no, no. <laughs> you you can go to United Tires for that, by the okay. way. But but no, it's not like that. It's who would you like to? Any famous person who would you like to sit around and you know mm-hmm. smoke some pot with? Okay, to sound like an old man, I'm gonna go smoke some pot. So was this like something you did in the '90s when you were ditching high school? I mean, sure, okay. sure. Let's just use me as an example. Yeah, why not? So, I the the funny thing about this is picturing Elizabeth Warren smoking weed. I just can't. Like, she just doesn't seem like <laughs> she would. She I doesn't mean, seem like she'd be I'm, a good time. Yeah. I'm gonna have me a pot. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. Have, yeah. I'm gonna when have she said, me a beer. I'm gonna go have me a beer. <laughs> now she's gonna have her some pot. Uh, so the commentator here asked uh, who she, who her dream blunt rotation is. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is cuts. 
this is why podcasts are doing well, by the way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's this type of stuff that makes that makes headlines. And by the way, she, uh, she's the one that Trump calls Pocahontas, correct? Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> this is cut 22. Uh, Kirk, go. I'm going to give you a list of people. Uh-huh. And we'd love for you to pick four of them oh, as your dream blunt rotation. For those who aren't oh, familiar, okay, okay, okay. Let, let me just <laughs> that that laugh. Yeah, I just <laughs> ooh, cool pot. Ooh, she, she's I'm cr- getting edgy here she's in my very, blazer. She's very cringe. Very cringe. Very cringe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Let me start this over. Let's start this over, <laughs> Kurt. <sighs> One more time. Cut twenty-two. Go. I'm going to give you a list of people, uh-huh. and we'd love for you to pick four of them uh-huh. as your dream blunt rotation. For those who aren't familiar, oh, a dream blunt rotation is a group of people you'd hypothetically like to smoke weed with uh-huh. because they'd be really fun time. Okay, Hypo- okay. hypothetically. So all I'm really telling you, this has nothing to do with weed. Just in, yeah, this if is you just, were someone, who do you think is fun? These are people you'd go get pedicures with. This right. is what you're telling me. Right. I just want to make sure I'm right. following this. Okay. Couple edibles, pedicure. Okay, the whole thing. I'm, I'm ready. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Janet Yellen, Ed Markey, The Rock. Nancy oh, Pelosi. Yeah, I know oh, you I'm have. I'm stopping there. I'm just doing the rock four times. Can rock I four stop times. There? Uh, yeah. I had Nancy Pelosi, Snoop Dogg, Chuck Schumer, and Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm to, still at the rock. Just the rock. <laughs> just the rock. You and the rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, four that, times. That's so. totally yeah, it's fine. The same thing. If you smile. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So she stops with the rock. She didn't even get to a four-person rotation. It's just her and the rock back and forth. Oh my god. That's pretty painful. Oh my god. What, oh my, we, what, what would she talk about the to the rock with? I see. I Nothing. Mean, exactly. Right. I mean, I'd rather. I would. All right. So here's uh, we have. We could do a couple of poll questions yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather uh, smoke weed with Liz Warren, Kamala Harris, or Kareem Jean Pierre? I would go Kamala if those were the three choices. Say again. Kamala Harris. Yep. Kareem Jean Pierre, or um, Elizabeth Warren. Um. Kamala, definitely Kamala. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine the giggling going on? Yeah. By the way, so who would your dream four be? We should talk about this. <laughs> if if you if you if you could smoke weed with four people, like that was the question that was posed there on the uh, Living or Dead Pod Save America. Yeah, Living or Dead. I mean, mine mine are all like musicians. So. Okay. Kurt Cobain. Yeah, John Lennon. John Lennon. Those guys. Jimi Hendrix, maybe. Chris Farley would be a good time. Yeah. Aww. God rest his soul. John Belushi. Belushi, absolutely. I don't know. I just... Uh, that that whole... Like, the First of all, who wants to smoke pot with... with um, uh, A Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Fair. Oh, who, would your, who would your dream blunt rotation be, uh, Nick Hale? Uh, I would go Chris Farley. Wow. Belushi's a great one. Yep. Farley Belushi. All right, so I got the comedy aspect. Who's somebody of historical significance that I find interesting? Um, you know, in honor of President's Day, I'm going to go Abraham Lincoln. And I'll tell you what, I'll throw in Charles Barkley. Barkley? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because Barkley's no holds barred. Okay. He's uncensored. Got it. You get him. He's back. He's he's enough of a nut sober. <laughs> I can't imagine what he would say under the influence. <laughs> I gotta stop, but I, you know I gotta find a few females. I can't be with a bunch of dudes. Uh, so we we have a poll up now. Hunter Biden made it in there. Hunter, <laughs> can yeah. you imagine? Smack? 
<laughs> yeah, you can actually. Well, I mean, that's the that's yeah. the funny thing. It wouldn't end with weed with Hunter. Yeah, it would be a gateway to something else. Um, let's see here. Moving on to cut six here, Kirk. Um, and by the way, pod, yeah. so Pod Save America is is that is that like a successful podcast? It is. It's a very successful podcast. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's John Favreau from not not the director and the guy who was in Swingers. It was um he was I think he was a member of the uh, Obama administration. Okay. So it's a very left-leaning podcast, but sure. it does well. Okay. Um Joy Reid uh talked to uh, Salon, you know, Salon magazine, yeah. salon.com whatever it is. And she says that she she says we, but she means she being a part of it, literally, physically built this country. They're talking about reparations. Oh, here we go. So I guess Joy Reid, with her, what do you think, Dawn? She makes seven figures. She probably oh, yeah. makes seven oh, figures, definitely. Oh, God, yeah. yes. Uh, seven figures, salary. She's probably uh, making 15, 20 million. Talking about we building uh, this country. This is cut a six. Uh, Kirk, go. And to find out that literally... Barack Obama's two terms in pre- as president are your reparations. And Juneteenth, which you already celebrated anyway, is your reparations. And yet, you built this country. You literally physically built this country. And yet, the attitude toward you from a lot of your peers and your fellow citizens is just shut up and be grateful. And it's, it's, it's infuriating. I always love when the the 1% elitists out there claim like they're the victim and need more. Uh, And again, you know, this nonsensical, insane world we're living in, where we've had not only media members, but politicians coming out and talking about these reparations as if it's logistically and financially possible and feasible. Who was it that wanted to give out $70 billion? I think it was somebody from California. Um, It's just not possible. Move on. Um, Biden has a Michigan problem, and a lot of that has to do with the uh, the the Muslim and Arab community. I believe it's the highest uh, in the country uh, mm-hmm. because of his uh, support for Israel. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, another squad member, urged Michigan voters to withhold their support for Biden in the 2024 election. Whoa! So. He has a huge Michigan problem. And a like squad he, member he could need, cost Joe. He needs Michigan. Cut 12. Uh, Kirk, go. I'm here at the Ford Civic Center in the city of Dearborn. I wanted to remind everyone, please, know that you can early vote today until February 17th. They are open here, specifically here from 9 to 5. Check with your local clerks. There are early voting all throughout the 12th Congressional District. It is important, as you all know, to not only march against the genocide, not only make sure that we're calling our members of Congress and local electeds and passing city resolutions all throughout our country, it is also important to create a voting block, something that is a bullhorn to say enough is enough. We don't want a country that supports wars and bombs and destruction. We want to support life. We want to stand up for every single life killed in Gaza. I want you to think of Al-Shama. I want you to think of Rima. I want you to think of Sidra. I want you to think of all of the amazing young children and the people. Again, lives were lost in Gaza. This is the way you can raise our voices. Don't make us even more invisible. Right now, we feel completely neglected, neglected and just unseen by our government. If you want us to be louder, then come here and vote uncommitted. 
Wow. Sa- sadly, mm-hmm. sadly, we see and hear too much of her, actually. Uh, and I don't know if you guys saw the story towards the end of last week that she did not vote to condemn rape as a weapon of war for Hamas. Can you imagine being a female and not condemning rape? Uh, she she is a very vile individual. I despise her. Um, but as far as Michigan goes, here's why this is impactful. And I might do a big take on this later in the week. I've got all the numbers from the 2020 election for the swing states. I've got them written down here. Biden took Michigan by 154,188 votes. Uh, that was bigger than North Carolina, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. If people follow through with what she just said there, yep. Joe's going to have a big issue. Now, 154,000 votes is pretty significant, but if that gets chopped away because of the words of Ms. Klaib, um, and we've been saying this, we've been saying this for months, Joe's you know stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. Yep, He's got to appease the squad Dems, but he's also got to be pro-Israel. Uh, I don't envy the guy right now. By the way... I, the- when did Charlemagne the God become the guy that people on Sunday morning shows yeah. go go to to like <laughs> to interview? John Carl sat down with uh, Charlemagne, who uh, hosts a morning program called The Breakfast Club on uh, on a New York uh, station. I think they're actually syndicated, but um, not to be confused with uh, Principal Vernon from The Breakfast Club no, in the great eighties movie. Yeah, not that. Uh, he says that he's gotten pushback from the White House for criticizing president biden oh so white house not happy with the white house not happy with charlemagne that god this is cut 11 kirk go well do you get blowback from the white house because you even now in this conversation you're very tough on biden so when you when you say something critical do you hear from him yeah and i think that's the stupid because i think that i'm I'm sorry we can bleep that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you should be able to criticize whoever your elected official is right yeah. and and even if i do criticize them i'm criticizing them because of what i see coming up in november i see what we're facing so what i'm saying to them is where is the sense of urgency you can't keep saying that there's a a threat to democracy and democracy as we know it is going to be, be be gone but not act like it and yeah. and the other problem is they've always done this with every single republican candidate since i've been alive Whoever the Republican presidential candidate has been, they've demonized. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's John McCain. It doesn't matter if it was, you know, Mitt Romney. It doesn't matter who it is. They will they will demonize the Republican candidate. And now that there's an actual legitimate threat right there in our faces, they're like the they're like the party who cried wolf. Nobody believes them. Basically, he realizes that Joe sucks, and he's probably not voting for Joe again. That's basically what he said. But he's also not voting for Trump. But he's also not going to vote for Trump. So it's amazing how the White House is so mad that all of their typical supporters and water boys are uh, not in their corner right now. Charlemagne, I've also got a story here from Politico. Uh, New York Times publisher, White House, extremely upset on Biden's age coverage. Uh Uh-oh. So when the New York Times, the Washington Post, Charlemagne the God, and everybody typically on the left that supports the Democrats start to agree with Republicans, then the White House gets mad that, hey, how dare you not not portray everything to be rosy. But but he's he's correct in one of the things he said, where in my lifetime as well, the Democrats, have, and the Republicans have done the same thing, but 
the Democrats have always said, like, oh, this is this is it. This is the last election we will ever have. I remember them doing that with Mitt Romney. I remember them doing that with John McCain. I remember them doing that with with, with uh, George W. Bush. Every single Republican, it's always like, this is the last election. You must turn out for this or democracy and life as we know it is over. So it kind of is like the the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. It's like we've heard this song and dance. And you know what? Nothing's really changed since 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 you said that. Some of them have gotten in office. Some of them haven't. Right. And my life hasn't changed all that much. Yeah, and elections are still here and still a thing. What a wild <laughs> concept. It is. It really is. Um Kristen Welker on CBS, or not CBS, was that, NBC's uh, Meet the Press, interviewed uh, late former President Ronald Reagan's daughter, Patty Davis Reagan. And uh, she asked her about cognitive tests, because as you know, at the time, Ronald Reagan was the oldest president when he was elected. I think he was 69 when he was elected. He was 77 when he left office. Um, rumor has it, and I believe it's a pretty known fact, that he did have some cognitive issues by by the time of his second term ending. Uh, But she asked her about this. I'm going to start with cut eight. Uh, Kirk, go. The other big issue that has been in the forefront right now is the issue of age. Your father, when he was elected at the time, was the oldest person elected president at 69. I know. Now, obviously, the president is in his 80s. Former President Trump, the front runner, is in his late 70s. Do you think there should be cognitive tests for people running for the highest office in the land? Probably, yeah. I mean, in just what we know about what age can do, it doesn't always do that, but um, it would probably be a good idea. Yeah, I know. My father was 77 when he left office after two terms. It seems so young now, doesn't it? Yes. Did it seem at the time old to you? We talked about your dad as being, at the time, the oldest president. Um, I don't think it did, because, you know, it was, it was, um, it was 87, I believe, when he stood in front of the Berlin Wall and said, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. So that was not someone who was fractured in, in age. I mean, yes, I probably thought he was old because he's my father, and we think that about our parents. But um, you know, not not in the way that that we're talking about now. Well, I tell you what, Americans would kill for a sixty-nine-year-old president right about now, would they not? Don, can I ask you a question? Did she um she posed for Playboy? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just wondering. Reagan's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Image. No, it's she's. That was a long. That must have been a long time. Oh, oh, so that, long, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that must have been a long time ago. Yeah, she just doesn't. She, you know what? Some women get too. She's done. She's played around too much with fillers, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I didn't even recognize her at first. Yeah. Oh, she's she's had facial work done. Yeah, but it's those filler things that look goofy. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean goofy, but just. If you think that looks bad, you check out her Instagram. I'm sure there's filters all over the place. <laughs> by the she way, she doesn't look like herself. And by the way, on the on the concept yeah. of, of the cognitive test, um, even if there was you know a rule or a law put in that presidents uh, you know north of whatever age have to submit to a cognitive test, who's to actually think for a second and believe that the White House wouldn't fabricate it? I mean, let's just say in a hypothetical, uh, 10 years from now, now at the age of uh, 72 and above, if you're a president or a uh, primary frontrunner, you got to submit it to a cognitive test. Who's to say that they wouldn't fail it and they would just come out and doctor it up and yeah. say, oh, no, Joe passed it. See, here, here's yeah. what the doctor said. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I know. 
Um, yeah. Sorry. But it should be, whatever they do, it should be consistent. The fact now that the Biden's doctor says, nope, we're not going to do the cognitive, it just looks, it's a bad look. Yep. By the way, streaming live on a YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD. If you're watching right now, please hit the like button and also hit the subscribe button. Please hit the subscribe button. And also, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, please uh, hit the follow button on 1210WPHD. Hit that follow button. It helps us out tremendously whenever you do that. So hit the follow yeah. button. By the way, uh, the um, uh, Patty Davis Reagan was always a um, an outspoken critic of her father. Am I correct in yes. saying that, Tom? Okay, you know this history stuff better than I do. But she was always she's always been kind of on the left of center on things. Oh. Um, so uh, asked about, uh, because it's the daughter of Ronald Reagan, asking about how her father would see today's politics. Uh, this is what she said. This is cut nine. Uh, Kurt, go. I wonder if you could reflect on today's politics. You write this beautiful account of Tip O'Neill visiting your father, his hospital bed, um, and how different our politics feel today, the inability to reach across the aisle, and frankly, to form those types of bonds where you can debate vigorously in Washington, but be there for each other on a very personal level. What do you think your father would say about our current state of politics? I think he would be so, I think he'd be appalled, really, you know, and um, yeah, they used to have martinis together to you know old irish guys like sharing a drink after you know it's like two lawyers battling it out in court and then going to having a drink together you know <laughs> it was just more civilized and i he didn't understand lack of civility he didn't mm. understand um attacking another person i mean he could be you know pretty pointed in his in what he would say about someone else but he didn't understand cruelty and that's what we're dealing with now and I think he wouldn't understand that, and I think he would be, um, I think he would be really scared for our democracy. Um, and I, I think that I, I don't, I don't know who. I think he would address people more than any candidates. You know, I think he would address the American people at at what has what has divided us. And, I mean, in my own opinion, and I think, I don't know, I think this probably is how he would think, is our divisions really started because we're, because we're all so scared. Mm-hmm. There is so much fear around whether we're going to get shot in a mass shooting or our children are, or, you know, if you walk into a store, is there going to be a, or a church or wherever, you know, we're scared. And fear morphs into anger. It just does. It's not sustainable. We don't want to be afraid. We don't mind so much being angry. Mm. And, you know, there are people on the public stage and on the political front who understand very well that synergy between fear and anger and who are masterful at exploiting it. Well, I think the media and the politicians are both complicit in the fear peddling uh, from both sides. But I do find it interesting from a a strategy standpoint when you look at both parties right now. You have on the on the right, you have Republicans, MAGA Republicans, rightfully so, who said who have been saying we're done with the old school like Nikki Haley, warmongering Republican. We're tired of these uniparty 
swamp creatures. I totally get that because I'm sick of those people as well. And then you have on the left, you have the Democrats that have been hijacked by the squad Dems and the far left progressives. I, I've said this on the show many times. I do think whichever party slides a little bit further back towards the center, and I'm not saying become moderate, but just a little further in from the fringes, could be a runaway freight train for a long time in politics. And it'll be interesting to see who does that, when it plays out, and who the leader of both sides are. Because I've said for a while, like I think, I think Republicans are in deep crap if a moderate liberal Democrat becomes the face of the party and they get away from this progressive, ridiculous left-wing stuff. Same thing for the Democrats. Their policies are terrible. And I think, you know, for a while now, if, if you know, and obviously this is pre-Roe v. Wade, um, you know, Republicans would be able to dominate for a while. It's just funny to me how we kind of rewrite history a lot and how all of a sudden Reagan is being looked at as some moderate president. I mean, mm-hmm. the liberals... You know, granted, I was very young, but I've done a lot of watching and, and, and reading and seeing stuff on his presidency. And, and liberals hated him. He was literally the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. There was a, I remember somebody had a t shirt of, of him with like the Hitler mustache on him. Like he, he was literally compared to Hitler. So this whole notion, George, George W. Bush, the same thing. American exceptionalism, that's racist. There was, well, there were teachers, there were teachers going around with George W. Bush. This is not, not my president. Yeah. You know, you, so she's talking about the ugliness and the false claims of ads and how ugly they are. And, and I will just take you back since you're talking about campaign history was uh, before South Carolina this was, what was it, 2000? Because I was looking, I was thinking when, when she was talking, they claimed that the McCain's daughter, little girl, yes. who was like nine years old, I think her name was Bridget. and Was illegitimate, right? Was a love child. They adopted her from Bangladesh. Yeah. They had yeah. biological kids together, but they had an adopted child. These ads insinuated that this little girl was was some kind of a love child of McCain and that he had tried it was just nasty they said nasty things about his military record about Cindy McCain like it could not have been uglier so i will just say this i'd rather have somebody say something to my face yep. than do ugly nasty stuff like that behind my back and yep. especially about my my 8 9 year old little girl well i mean you know politics have always been dirty and the media obviously adds the fuel to the fire but i would say it's gone to a a, a totally different volume so to speak in the last 10 15 years with social media i think social media has made it far worse edward writes ronald wilson reagan 666 that's right there was also this conspiracy theory that he was the he was the devil because his because his uh his the letters in his name spelled out 666 Mm -hmm. like (laughs) come on with this with this we were all harmonious back then and we were and by the way i don't Forgive me, Dawn. I, I believe that the rumor was that the George W. Bush campaign put out that John McCain thing. So yes, and so, and so, and I actually interviewed him a couple times, McCain, when he was here, and then at the time when I did CBS News Saturday morning, and he just—I remember what he said about George W. Bush. He was like, "Guys, this thick." It made him crazy, you know, yeah. that behind the scenes. But now Bush claimed that he had nothing to do with it. It was an outside camp, but they did get rid of it yeah. because it was. It was it was 
if you look up nastiest political tricks or things like that, it, it's in the top five mm. in just, our history. It was nasty. I just hate this revisionist history yeah. of everything. Oh, politics has never been nastier. Well, they literally compared him to the devil. Yeah. <laughs> we do this with everything, right? We always say it's never been worse than it is today. And yeah. you go back and look at everything and it's like, oh, it was nothing's really changed. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, Joe Biden, I believe on Friday, uh, visited East Palestine, Ohio, but was not welcomed (laughs) with, he was not welcomed with open arms. Uh, CBS Evening News was there, I believe Friday night, interviewing a resident uh, who basically said his uh, visit is too little, too late. Uh, This is cut 13, Kirk, go. He has not helped us. He's too little, too late. Do you want the federal government to step in? At this point, I'll take anything. (laughs) You know, we're crying for somebody to help us to either get us out of the situation or go back and clean this properly. Go back and clean this properly. I think a year later now, we are still seeing. I I think it cut off right there at the end where they were showing that creek or that little uh, body of water. I, I think there's still confirmation out there that some of the water is contaminated. Now, I'm not saying the drinking water, but some of the uh, the little streams that still have like that murky, like uh, shiny tint to it, so to speak. Yeah, he was he was uh, he was not, he was not received well there. So there are all kinds of uh, protesters. I mean, honestly, at this Trump. point, he shouldn't he shouldn't have even gone. Agreed. Like, Agreed. You, dude, you Bad you, did, move. you had you had probably I would say a thirty to ninety day but, window to go. By the you are what you way past your expiration on that. By the way, you want to play good politics. The day that happened, the day after, you swoop in there. And oh yeah, you, and you you put your arms around that community. Well, how quickly and, did Trump go? Exactly. Trump, Trump was there within I think a month, right? But what I'm saying is, is that if if he really wanted to, you know, turn turn that city around, meaning politically, he mm-hmm. could have. Well. It, let, let's let's flip it to an area that maybe he would need. Like I, I think he probably realizes that East Palestine, Ohio, uh, you know, Ohio being a red state, it's going to be Trump regardless. What if this was one of the battlegrounds that this happened? Yeah. What if this was in Dearborn, Michigan, or what if this was somewhere in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. or Nevada or Georgia? Yeah, he would have been there. Agreed. I think he just looks at Ohio as an L, so he doesn't bother. But it was a bad political mistake because he could have turned it around yep. if he really would have embraced that city. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. really embraced it. Which I believe uh, voted seventy three percent voted Trump in East Palestine. All right, I got to be careful with this cut. Because... By the way, five minutes till the Disney keyword. Ah, oh, five minutes. Five minute <laughs> warning. Dawn, I need your help on this. Uh, I need your help on this. So uh, this this was on Pix Eleven. You guys would say that. NYPD or um, New York City, kind of a mess right now, right? As far as uh, crime and yeah, I, I actually was thinking about relocating next week. There, yeah, it's it's a mess. Yes, it is. So uh, the NYPD apparently has a dance team. I saw this video. Oh, oh my god, I saw this. Okay, <laughs> wait, wait, do you, get to YouTube, folks. youtubecom slash at twelve ten WPHD if you want to see this video. Um, Don, look, when I think of a police officer. I think of somebody that needs to be fit, right? Somebody who's in good shape, who can outrun people, who can... um... So these are the ladies of the NYPD. And I'm being kind here by saying maybe they could use 
The dancing a little bit more. I don't know. I'm I'm worried to look at this because <clears throat> I are see you a, saying they are I, calorically challenged? <laughs> I see a headline that says defund the police dance team oh, at NYPD. So, uh, Don, if you could watch, if you could watch okay. this and just just co- help me comment so I don't sound like a a sexist pig. Uh, <laughs> this is cut. Where are we here? This is cut sixteen. Kirk, go. So they are dancing there with them. Oh my. I mean, not exactly the fittest ladies on the planet. Am I wrong, Dawn? I don't know if they're fit. I mean, there's a lot of... Mm. Yeah, a couple of girls on the right. Can we balance that out? It looks like it could be an Ozempic commercial. Let's uh, (laughs) let's take number six and put her on the left. Six and 27. Peter wrote, they're thick-boned. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, dancing around... YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHE if you want to see this. Now, are these actually also police officers? Or are they just the, the NYPD the dance, dance team? team. I, I, I believe they're officers, right? Yeah. Why mm. else would they be? Yeah. No wonder why criminals aren't scared. <laughs> this is the I, I feel sorry for the stage. <laughs> I do. Oh, oh, stop. <laughs> and look how fit number 24 yeah, she's Number 24 okay. is number really 24. fit. Yeah, she could, she could chase me down. Great dancer. <laughs> But they all look fit. Does uh, some of them look, uh, you know? Uh, look at tw- look at two. Come on, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, yeah. if we're gonna do this, if we're do, gonna. Do we have confirmation? We need to get confirmation to see if they are actually real officers, where they are, you know, have the power to arrest people. I think and, they are. Okay. See, this is this is again. And this can be viewed, if you want to view this as sexist, I, I really don't care. Um, you, we can't be lowering the standards there for police go. officers, yep. for our military, for our firefighters, for our power uh, paramedics. This, you know, this diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense where we lower the bar so people can feel like, hey, I can do this too. No, like if you can't pass the physical exam, I'm sorry. I don't care if you're a female, if you're a minority, if you're not straight, whatever it is. If you can pass the test, you're in. If not, I'm not lowering it for you. That, that's my rule of thumb. Well, they obviously passed. Did they lower the bar, though, is my question. They, they lowered so, the bar for a multitude of reasons. So Sparrow on the YouTube chat says they can be office staff. Regardless, I don't yeah. think this is something I'd make fun of. Okay. I, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying that if we're, like, it's... it's yeah. We need a, we we need fit people yeah, the, the, in the, the NYPD, and, and and for a city right now that's got a uh, a epidemic of officers being assaulted uh, by not only American citizens but illegal immigrants. I'm not sure that I'm rolling out my dance team on PIX Channel 11 right now. Yeah, if I'm Eric Adams and I'm the powers that be in New York City politics, just saying. <laughs> well, maybe this is you know I don't know what they if they raise money or you know they're having fun with this. But I will remind you, think about, let, let's just say this, think about our Philadelphia Eagles. We've got some big players who are guys mm-hmm. who are extremely fit. So it's these women, these women point. are really cute. They're having a really good time. This is maybe how they started getting their cardio. I would be interested. I think every city should have this. I think it's a great I, mental I health agree. outlet. Yep. So I think they're Kirk, Kirk says he has checked and they are all police officers. See, okay. There you go. I mean, I, can number two, uh, can she chase down uh, 
you know, in she would kick your butt. <laughs> can, <laughs> she, she can we actually can we go back to a freeze frame of just the, the just picture? Stop. I just want to see which ones I think I can outrun. And by the way, Uh-oh. there are some male police officers who are probably. You know, uh, I agree. Big boned, as you said. I agree. Yeah. I've seen. I, but, I mean, look. Oh, I don't want fat. I don't want fat dudes with lowered bars up either. We we keep seeing that clip of that police officer Don, who you reported on Friday, who was and yeah. and in that melee in Philadelphia, there were a lot of cops in there. A lot of those cops did not look like they were in great shape. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, Twenty twenty seven might take Jason Kelsey's spot on the Eagles. <laughs> Stop. That's not nice. It is not nice. No. Not nice. No, I would say this about law enforcement officers is this kind of an activity is great to get them out and do some cardio. Yeah. And and also mental health, have some fun, raise some raise some money because uh, they're cutting their overtime, which is why a bunch of them are quitting. Mm-hmm. You know? Stop. Just awful. Spank, spanking machine. <laughs> the, com- the comments. Guys. The exactly. <laughs> Mike. Mic drop. I don't want to say what you said, but you you went Twitter or you went YouTube. This what is radio, say? people. <laughs> what did he say? Nothing. Nothing. I'm just all, all I'm saying is is that it's look. You're right. I'm glad that they're out there. Yeah. Getting fit they're and cute. healthy. It's, yeah, fit and mentally, it's good for your mental health to do that kind of thing. They're yeah. having fun. They're cute. Yeah. I don't know. I just say uh, here, New York's finest. That doesn't come to mind for me. Stop. No, I just look. You need to you need to be able to pass physical. Stamina thing. Right? Well, they all... I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not saying that they can't do it, but... I, I would just say, do you feel less safe or more safe in New York City after watching that video? <laughs> I think it's illogical to conclude that you probably feel less safe. It's just fact. You know, it's just me. Facts bother people. Oh, look at the time. Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you know? 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 All right, here we go. 8.32 on this Tuesday morning. It is time for keyword number 14 for Kale and Company as we are giving you the opportunity at a seven-night voyage to the Caribbean because the time to show your kids the world is now. Enter for a chance to win today. You will take this keyword to 1210WPHT.com and enter to win. All right, here we go. The keyword, oh, by the way, the yesterday, uh, for those that might have missed the show, President's Day, our buddy Sean Farish was in. Uh, yesterday's keyword was shows, S H O W S. But today's keyword is travel. Travel. T R A V E L. Take travel. T R A V E L. Travel. Take it right now to 1210WPHT.com and enter it. For your chance at the seven night trip on uh, the Disney cruise to the Caribbean with up to four people. Woohoo! Nice. Four people. Yeah. All right. And we have checked, you cannot take us. That is correct. That is that is correct. All right. But maybe in the next one we give away, maybe then we can. What are you working on the second one already? Uh, I, cool. I, I didn't say that. I uh, just okay. said, <laughs> I doubt we're going to get another one. <laughs> I don't know. We've promoted the hell out of this. We I have. think we should get one every quarter. Yeah. All right. Take travel to 1210WPHT.com. We'll come back, get Dawn's Big Three, and then we are less than an hour away from Jimmy Fallon from Fox News. He's coming up at 930, and we're back after this on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210WPHT. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge casino every thursday with tnt thursdays it doesn't matter if you're new to fandle or, or or already have an account you'll get bonus bets back if you're saying your parlay doesn't win on any nba on tnt game nba same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score an even bigger payday however you want to play 
Just head to FanDuel.com slash Greg to bet the NBA with a no sweat, a same game parlay with TNT Thursdays. That's FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. By the way, I think the Sixers play the the Knicks Thursday night. Uh, So you can get in on the action there. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner. Of the NBA, and if the official sports book of the uh, official sports book partner of the NBA and twelve ten WPHT twenty one and over President PA minimum three leg parlay required refund issue. That's not what trouble bonus bets, which expires seven days after receipt. Max refund five dollars unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.